This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got Harry Douglas over there. Freddie Coleman over here presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. And always, always, always tell that smart speaker to play ESPN radio. So we got Baltimore, Houston, and Green Bay and San Francisco on Saturday. Then on Sunday, Tampa Bay, Detroit, and Buffalo taking on Kansas City. For the first time, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs will play a road game against the Buffalo Bills. Reverse road game for him since he became a starting quarterback. Can't wait to hear from you at Triple A ESPN, 888-729-3776. Which quarterback has the most on the line this weekend? Harry Douglas, I cede the floor to you. Who is that guy? Do you say to yourself, Crosshairs, you, in the middle of it, you're that guy. I love me some Buffalo wings, so I'm going up to Buffalo to Josh Allen. I just think this is the opportunity for him, and I think it's the best opportunity, I should say, to beat Patrick Mahomes in the Kansas City Chiefs because this is the most beatable team that they've had since these two guys are facing off. That's mm-hmm. Mahomes and Josh Allen, that is. Right. Also, you get, you get the opportunity to play these guys at home. And I know nothing nothing would warm Buffalo Bills Mafia, the Buffalo Bills fan and fans in that city more than beating Patrick Mahomes mm. in Buffalo. Mm. Right? Mm. Nothing would mean more to, 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 to that fan base. And I just think it's an opportunity for Josh Allen to be embraced even that much more, more so than he already is, by dethroning and not allowing Patrick Mahomes to win back-to-back Super Bowls, not allowing Patrick Mahomes to have a opportunity to play in a sixth straight AFC championship game, but giving that opportunity to yourself and also your 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 team. So I, I'm going to go with Josh Allen in those regards. Well, Mike Greenberg, one of our compadres, you hang out with him each and every Thursday and get up from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern time. He does a radio show right here on ESPN Radio, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. until noon. He says that Josh Allen has a chance to take down the big bad wolf that has been Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City for the first time in the playoffs, this will become a Josh Allen. He's got to beat him. He's 0-2 against Mahomes in the playoffs. He's finally got him in his own building this weekend. He's got him at a time where his team is hot and the Chiefs look more vulnerable than they have at probably any point since their run began. This is it for Josh Allen, Hembo. So that's why when I say he has more at stake than anybody else, what I mean is... He vaults himself into the immortal discussion if he wins this week. It's a little early for immortal discussions when it comes to guys in the National Football League at quarterback not named Patrick Mahomes. If anybody's going to have that immortal word next to them, it's a guy that has two rings and has been playing for the NFL championship three times in the five years that he's gotten his Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs. I hear what Greeny is trying to say in terms of he'll be able to elevate himself. You're finally able to take down that team. He has a chance to do what Brett Favre and the Green Bay Packers did to the Cowboys in the 90s. He has a chance to do that. But you made the great point earlier. Getting past this game would be all well and good for Josh Allen. They still have one more to play. They, you're going to play out the Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens, or rookie and C.J. Stroud and Houston Texans. So, yeah, you can put all those eggs in that basket. But if you do that, you may run the risk that you may not have anything left mentally and physically to get to the game you really want to get to, and that's a play in the Super Bowl for a world championship. Yeah, we can't even have this conversation about Josh Allen being immortal. He's never won the MVP award of the National Football League. He's never been to a Super Bowl, and I don't think winning a football game in the divisional round would deem him as immortal. Now, 
this is the biggest game, I think, in my opinion, in Josh Allen's career. I agree. Because you're going against Patrick Mahomes, someone that you're 0-2 mm-hmm. against in the playoffs. And right. this is the most beatable that the Kansas City Chiefs have, have, has, uh, have been mm-hmm. since you two guys have faced off in the, play, in the playoff setting. So the immortal thing, nope, I, I, I can't get on board with that. But I understand where Greeny is coming from. Right. Um, I, I think he's trying to amp up the importance of this ball game mm-hmm for the Buffalo Bills, for Josh Allen. And when you had an opportunity in the 90s to go to four straight Super Bowls and you come away with zero wins, that stain is is with your organization for a very, very long time. So if you're Josh Allen, you're able to reach a Super Bowl game and not only reach it, you win it. Right. They're going to crown you as the king of Buffalo and the greatest that ever came through Buffalo because you were able to do something no one else was. Yeah, you're going to championship your Josh Allen. They'll put a statue outside Highmark Stadium, a big yep. old statue to match a big old guy that can throw that ball and can run like his hair is on fire. Paul in the biggest little city in the world in Reno, Nevada. He wants to win on this Bills Chiefs game. First time Patrick Mahomes playing on the road in a playoff game in his NFL career at 888-729-3776. Precious Paul, what you got? Hey, how you doing, guys? I listen to you guys all the time. I listen all day. Uh, and I listened to Greeny this morning talking to uh, Lacey about um, yep. uh, how much this game means to us. And I'll tell you what, it ranks up there with breathing, just so you guys know. And, and, <laughs> and one other thing, a couple of things I want to tell you real quick. Uh-huh. Um, conspiracy theories. If you're a conspiracy theory guy, Kansas City, after every playoffs in the last few years, Kansas City, we've always went there to play. Mm-hmm. Next year, we have a home game against Kansas City, so if that says anything, maybe we're going to win this week. And last, not, last but not least, you guys aren't talking enough about Taylor Swift and the uh, and Brittany Mahomes. <laughs> I hope they're up in the in the the booth. I hope OJ's in the booth with him because you know he loves blondes. <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> okay. Oh, Paul said that with his chest. Paul jumped off the Eiffel Tower. He really did. Off the top rope when it comes to stuff like that. I don't think we need to talk about Taylor Swift because everybody else is talking about her. (laughs) I don't think we need to go that route as far as that. I I wonder if she's going to be there, though. I get the sense with Travis Kelsey, his boo, she's probably going to be there. Don't worry. I figured it out. By by the way. By the way, you're going to be there, as a matter of fact, So check this out. So my daughter knows that I'm going to the game, and she knows who's playing. And the first thing she says to me is, Daddy, are you going to – are you going to see and talk to Taylor Swift? I was like, well, what make you think I'm going to see and talk to Taylor Swift? Why not? She's going to tell me, tell me something, because you famous. Well, okay. I said, girl. Harrison said it like that, huh? <laughs> yes. That's what my daughter told me. But what would happen if you ran but, across but, But what, you, what would happen if you ran across Taylor Swift? You're going to be doing? in the luxury suite? How you doing, Mrs. Swift? So you're not going to fanboy out, in other words, right? No. Just want to make no. sure? No, 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 don't, no. don't look at me but, that way. I just want to know. But baby girl was kind of upset that yeah. she's not going to this game uh-huh. because she wants to meet Taylor Swift. She's seven too. Like she, she, she's like, well, daddy, can I go with you so I can meet Taylor Swift? I said, baby, it's, it's, I don't, I, I don't think I'm meeting Taylor Swift right. yeah. at the ball game. Yeah. It's Taylor Swift's world. You're just yeah. living in it or That's at it. least around in the orbit. As girl far dad. As that goes. A complete, complete girl dad. Jerry in Illinois. He wants to talk a little Josh Allen at 888-729-3776 because Harry Douglas believes Josh Allen has the most on the line this week in playing quarterback. I'll give my answer in a couple of seconds. But, Jerry, what you got, my friend? Hey, I just want to check in, man, uh, especially some of you guys professional athletes hang out, professional athletes. Um, I grew up in that generation where the quarterback was the end-all, be-all. Had that killer instinct, Tom Brady, you know, Peyton Manning. They all had that clutch game. Where that clutch genes where they knew they were going to go out 
and take whatever it had. And sometimes with Josh Allen, his eyes are just big, and he just seems, talent or not, he just seems lost on the side like the game's too big for him. And I just kind of want to see if you think he's ever going to get that gene, if you can go into that, if, you know, it's just that's kind of where I thought about Josh Allen. A great guy. I love when he runs over top of people, but he just seems lost sometimes on the sideline. And I don't know, man. He's just not a Troy Aikman. He's not a Tom Brady. So kind of what I had. So uh, I'll keep it in, in, in this generation of quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. What you're talking about is what we see from Patrick Mahomes on a consistent basis. What you're talking about is what we, we've seen from Joe Burrow, right? And you're trying to say, when is Josh Allen going to be that guy? So uh, I'll tell you this. I believe Joe Brady is going to be a, a great ally to Josh Allen to allow him to be calm right. in a game of this magnitude on Sunday night. Okay. And the run game being an, uh, an assistance to Josh Allen as well, so he doesn't feel like he has to be Superman. Now, are there going to be times where number 17 in blue, he's going to have to be Superman? Hell yes, it is. Yeah. But you don't have to be Superman on every play because Joe Joe Brady has taken a lot of that pressure off of you. Yeah, no doubt about it. He can take a page out of the book of Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl last year, playing on one leg, and Isaiah Pacheco was able to run the ball extremely well. He didn't put everything on him, but when he needed to make a play, he one-legged himself in the Kansas City Chiefs to win that Super Bowl. And even Josh Allen talked about when you're playing that guy on the other side – played them every year for the last I think four or five years so I think it's two teams that are very familiar with each other so the wrinkles that they put in that we put in that we adjust to you know those are going to be key to to winning this game so again just trying to come in here and be as prepared as possible for game day being prepared as possible but there are going to be certain plays that you got to be very very careful you can play like Josh Allen but a mistake against that defense all of a sudden it's going to be first and 10 for a short field that guy on the other side will know what to do with that no matter home or away, when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. So here's some about Patrick Mahomes that I don't hear a lot of people talking about when it's when it comes to this matchup. And that is right. I remember in 2019, one of those years, I believe it was 2019, in the AFC Championship game versus the Tennessee Titans, and what I seen from Patrick Mahomes before halftime utilizing his legs, mm-hmm. right? Because we don't talk about Patrick Mahomes right. in their light. Yeah, because I he, he runs him. like his feet hurt, but he gets yeah. to where he needs to get to all the time. But uh, And I also remember Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship game last year versus the Cincinnati Bengals mm-hmm. utilizing his legs yep. as a weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the first matchup in the wild card round, versus the Miami Dolphins, Patrick Mahomes had a big run yeah. with his legs. That's something else now the Buffalo Bills have to keep in the back of their mind. Right. We know Patrick Mahomes can throw this football all around the field, but he also has his legs, and he doesn't use it often, but when he does, it's clutch and it's valuable to the offense and to his team. One of the things about twinkle toes, he may not look like he can run, but he gets the little twinkle toes going. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, he's accumulating yardage and making that stand up. Running like he got a little pamp on. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to go there. Harry Douglas, Freddie Cohen together, Freddie and Harry <laughs> on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. So he believes me and Harry Douglas that Josh Allen has the most pressure in terms of quarterback having the most on the line this weekend. I think it's a certain other guy that's about to be a two-time MVP. And you have to take my word for it. Check out Lewis Riddick, ESPN football analyst. When he was on this show two days ago, he says, if anybody has the most on the line this weekend, it's that guy playing for the Baltimore Ravens. If Buffalo doesn't make it, everyone's going to point to and find a way to say it wasn't Josh Allen's fault. That's just the way it goes. 
And that's just calling it the way it is. Because Lamar is like, it's, it's funny. People kind of like sit in the weeds and wait for something to go bad with, with Baltimore and go, see, Lamar can't do this. Lamar can't do that. Lamar can't do this. Right. We've heard people run to Josh Allen's defense about everything. And look, Josh is fantastic. I love the guy. Love him. But every time something goes wrong with Josh, it's like, well, but it was the end of the half. Well, but it was fourth down. It was a long punt. Well, but maybe the wide receiver ran the wrong route. Well, you know what? It was Ken Dorsey's fault. Now, well, Joe Brady shouldn't have called a pass. Well, you know, it's always something. <laughs> and that's why I say with Lamar, he understands. He can win all the MVPs in the world. Nothing's going to get him the respect that he deserves other than a Super Bowl. Because at 1-3 and three as a starting quarterback in the playoffs, and especially people still have that memory when he was the top seed, and Tennessee came in there. He had nice numbers, fantasy football numbers, but he was not able to produce after his team fell behind. Now you got a young guy who was ready to be the next terrific quarterback in the NFL in C.J. Stroud. We saw what he did to an outstanding defense in the Cleveland Browns. He beat the fool out of them with that offense, and that defense scored two touchdowns as well. If you're Lamar Jackson, to make sure that those naysayers out there don't run and run their mouth on Monday, you can't lose that game on Saturday to C.J. Stroud. That's why I think... He's the quarterback with the most on the line this weekend because many people still look at him and say, we know you've been terrific. We still don't believe you can do it in the playoffs or do it in a clutch situation, throwing the football, running the football, and you can't allow the Houston Texans to come into your building when you're a number one seed and do to you what the Tennessee Titans did to you the last time. You were a number one seed as a quarterback in Lamar Jackson and as a team in the Baltimore Ravens. Well, Freddie, when it comes to Lamar Jackson, you still have people out there that feels like he should be a wide receiver. He should mm-hmm. never be a quarterback in the National Football League. Those, there are people out there waiting on the downfall, waiting for Lamar Jackson to potentially lose this weekend so they can say, I told you so. He's not <laughs> clutching the big moments. Um, but, but I also think it's imperative that Lamar Jackson d- does not lose his football game so those naysayers don't have to come out and – Talk nonsense, in my opinion. We're talking about a guy who's probably going to win his second MVP, a guy that's dynamic in his own ways. Also, we're, we're talking about a young fella that didn't hire an agent, didn't do it the standard and the normal, the normal way as, as other players have done mm-hmm. in, in their past and was able to get a boatload of money in doing so. So now he's he's gotten his money, he's gotten paid, but you can't let a rookie quarterback in yeah. C.J. Stroud come to your home because the last time you had the number one seed, yeah. it was my Tennessee Titans and Mr. Derrick Henry. They call him King Henry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That came out with that victory yeah. and shocked the world. Down goes Frazier. Put it this Down way. goes <laughs> Frazier. If the Texans beat the Baltimore Ravens on Saturday, that would be more of a shocking loss for the Baltimore Ravens than the first time. Because at least at Ryan Tannehill as a as a veteran quarterback and a running back in Derrick Henry, C.J. Stroud is that star for the Houston Texans. You let him come in there with a twenty degree weather winter weather advisory, and you let him come into your building and do that. It may be the defense's fault, but we know where that fault's going to lie at mm-hmm. the feet of Lamar Jackson. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, together on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. It's time to hear from you on the Freddie and Harry call-in line. Which quarterback has the most on the line this weekend, and why? Brett in Michigan, who's that dude for you? Hey guys, I listened to Evan, Katie, and Michelle in the morning, and then I'm looking forward to after work. I'm like, I get to listen to Freddie and Harry on nice. the radio. We so appreciate you. Yeah, uh, you you guys are great. Um, but you know what? I, I love all the takes of Lamar, Brock Purdy, Josh Allen, you know, those guys. But what about what about Jared Goff? You know, I got to think about it. Like, the Lions are on a hot streak. I understand. But that defense, that secondary folds. 
going to be a lot of pressure on Jared Goff to do well for that offense. And also, I mean, Harry, I know you see this. Jared Goff does not throw a nice spiral. He throws kind of a quacker sometimes. So, you know, he's got to get he's got to get that under control because Tampa Bay snuck up on my Eagles. I mean, Detroit's my second team, but they snuck up on the Eagles. So Tampa Bay is not a team to mess around with, and they can surely go into the Lions' dome and – Take them down. Hey, Brett, so, Michigan. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, yeah, hold on. Yeah. You, you just, you just wait on, a minute, no, Mr. No, Brett. No, no, Brett, I'm glad you have two teams because no, I have no, two teams. No, this no, way we can no, shut up no, these fools known no. as Shannon, Devin, and also Harry. Hey, he lives in Michigan. He's an Eagles fan. He's following the Detroit Lions. You're allowed to have two wives as football teams. Sorry Whoa. to say. I, I rebuke that in the name of the Lord. You are not allowed to have two wives. Friday. You're allowed to have two husbands as football teams from the female point of view. Love Period. Friday. So right in Michigan, you got a solidarity brother here when it comes to Freddie Coleman having two I, football teams. I don't condone that Freddie Coleman. That's I don't okay. condone it. That's okay, but on Planet Freddie and Planet Brett, it works for both of us. That's all we <laughs> care about. We care about our denizens on our planet. We want them to be as satisfied as possible. But he does raise a good point about Jared Goff because – he was able to make a couple of throws down the stretch. In the first half, he was terrific. But then the Rams made that adjustment, took away that running game. I mentioned before the playoffs got started, there are two quarterbacks that if you take away their running game, things can get skittish. Things can get gummy. We saw it happen to Tua Tonga by a the Miami Dolphins. Kansas City said, you're not running the football. You got to beat us. And Tua said, I'd rather be in Hawaii. I don't want to be here. Jared Goff is another guy. that if, he, if they're not able to run the ball effectively with Ty Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, it places more on him. And that Tampa Bay pressure, we saw what it, we saw what it did last week to Jalen Hurts. They're going to dial it up once again against a guy like Jared Goff to make sure the running game is not going to work. I, I agree with you, Freddie. But the one game in which the Detroit Lions run game wasn't valuable for them and Jared Goff had, had to do it with his arm was against Tampa Bay the first time. But I don't feel like he's going to have to do that this time around because, okay. you know, David Montgomery went out with a rib injury. Yeah, David early Montgomery, that's Montgomery, my bad. In, in that ball game. And then Jameer Gibbs didn't play because he had a hamstring injury. So he's going to have both of those guys at his disposal. And I just honestly feel like that run game is going to be able to find creases and holes here and there. But at the same time, when Todd Bowles decide that he wants to blitz and, and run cover zero and have, you know, the corners on the outside at the same level as the wide receivers, I believe and trust Ben Johnson that he's going to have things dialed up to right. defeat it. Mm-hmm. And once you hit it for a home run, you're not going to see it the rest of the game. And if you do, shame on Tampa if you do see it again. Yeah, keep an eye on this. Tampa will line up, I think, with five defensive bat, five defensive linemen put a helmet on a helmet because they trust their guys in the secondary, led by Antoine Winfield Jr., maybe the best safety in the league. They trust that their guys on the back end will be able to cover their wide receivers one-on-one. If you see a lot of five defensive linemen head up on offensive linemen, that's designed to say you're not going to run the football, and we believe you can't make passes on us against our secondary when it comes to Tampa Bay. And I got to give Todd Bowles a lot of credit because what he did in the matchup versus the Eagles is he took defensive linemen yep. – and move those guys to linebacker depth. Yep. So yep. it kind of screwed the offensive line up a little bit. Like, okay, who are we blocking? Who are we going to? Mm-hmm. And then it was times that, you know, they were sending more guys than the Eagles can block instead of them just saying, hey, Mr. Tight End, how about you slide in here <laughs> right. and, and stay in to buy us a little bit more time instead of going out on the route. No doubt so about that. It's, it's going to be a, a chess match between Todd Bowles and company and Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator. And I'm, I'm interested to see who's going to win those matchups. I'm interested with Johnny. California has to say at 888-729-3776. Jumping John, which quarterback has the most on the line this week in the NFL playoffs and why? 
Hey guys, uh, love the show. Thanks, listen to you guys all the time. I got three three things, and then I'll be off off there. I'm um, the same Johnny that's on Twitter at Laker Johnny One that gives you the comments on there to make uh-huh. you laugh. That's my man. Okay. Uh, two, um, I got a, a Packer Niner household, which means my wife is a Packer fan. I'm a I'm a Niner fan. Oh, boy. So after this weekend, somebody gonna be calling somebody gonna be calling Hotel.com after this weekend to find some place. <laughs> <to stay. laughs> Ooh, Lordy, Lordy, Lordy. And last but not least. Last but not least, I'm scared of Jordan Love. I think he's going to come in there and try to do something. But, you know, bang, bang, Niner gang, I think we're going to take him out. But I'm still scared of him. Well, let me say this because, you know, you and your wife are on the opposite sides of the spectrum for this ball game. You know, if your team happens to win, mm-hmm. just don't cheer. You know what I mean? Make make sure she's all right. You know, honey, yeah. y'all going to get it next year. Don't don't cheer, man, because uh-huh. – I don't. I don't want you to be in a doghouse. Believe me, even if you win, you do not want to lose. Period. Your team may win. Don't gloat about it in front of the missus. No, you tripping? You yeah, tripping? Yeah, yeah, you shit. tripping? Yeah. You tripping? I'll, 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 yeah, I'll take whatever. it back. Look, yeah. I'm a Giants fan, folks. Okay, Mister Banana Seat. Look, tell I'm us a, what look, you did. I'm a Giants exactly. fan, folks. You know that, all right? The notorious. My wife. My, she went to Virginia Tech, so she loves Michael Vick. Uh-huh. We had the Eagles and the Giants. The notorious Deshaun Jackson punt return for kickoff to yep. beat the Giants. She still talks about that to this day. She, to this yeah. day. Yeah, she. Well, she can do that. She can do that. But you can't. Can't do that exactly. You can't do that. She can do that to this day. Yeah, and she's gonna keep talking about. You know why? She bore your children. Period. <laughs> you better not even think that you can blur that line of giving her that kind of smoke. And you'll be divorced so fast, man. You, know, you're, gonna, you're gonna feel just like Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez all over again. <laughs> hey, do not listen. Do Let not listen. Our Let last caller. Do not listen to Shannon Penn and Devin Kane. Exactly. I do not want you to be in the doghouse, my man. Yeah, yeah. I really don't. Hey, just yeah. let them know. Check in is at three o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and check out at eleven a.m. if things don't go right for him. If his team wins and he gloats about it with the misses, keep weighing in at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Which quarterback? Has the most on the line this playoff weekend in the NFL. Harry believes it's Josh Allen of Buffalo. I believe it's Lamar Jackson of Baltimore. What do you have to say at 888-729-3776? Meanwhile, an FOS friend of the show will tell you exactly what to expect from C.J. Stroud as the Texans try to shock the world and beat the Baltimore Ravens tomorrow. This is Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's the Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman on Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell that smart speaker of yours to play ESPN Radio. So Baltimore, Houston, San Francisco, Green Bay. Those are tomorrow's games. Then on Sunday, Tampa Bay, Detroit and Buffalo, Kansas City. All four of those games, divisional playoff weekend happening this weekend in the National Football League. Don't forget, Ravens and Texans, part of NFL Divisional Weekend. That game begins at 4.30 Eastern time on ESPN, ABC, and ESPN+. Plus. Let's bring in a BOS. He's the brother of the show. He is Sam Acho, ESPN Football Analyst. Always does a great job talking about the NFL and college football. Hit him on Twitter at the Sam Acho. Sam, I'll start with this. Harry Douglas believes the quarterback the most on the line this weekend is Josh Allen of Buffalo. I believe it's Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens. Who is that quarterback for you and why? First of all, it's good to be back with you all. Hey, um, I love, I love, I love, love Fridays. Uh, so let's start. start <laughs> love <there>. Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I think it's Jared Goff. I think it's Jared Goff. And, I, and part of me, like, I, I understand Josh Allen. I, between, to me, it was between really Josh Allen and Jared Goff. Okay. Right? Some of the guys have nothing to prove. I see Jay Stroud playing with house money, in my opinion. Right, Baker Mayfield, in a lot of ways, playing with house money. People didn't really expect those guys to be there. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes has Super Bowls, championships, et cetera. Right, um, Lamar Jackson, you could you could argue him for sure. But for me, I went with Jared Goff because the win they got last week, not only with not only with Detroit in their playoff drought, playoff win drought, but the win they got last week against Jared Goff's former team, the team that said they needed to upgrade at quarterback. What happened? Yes, they upgraded. Yes, they won a Super Bowl a couple years ago. But now the guy that they traded away has found a way to win. That's part one. Part two, he's taken this Detroit Lions team, a team that we've all been excited about, but now all of a sudden they're living up to the hype. And then all of a sudden, you don't want, like, if I'm Detroit, if I'm a Detroit Lion, if I'm a Detroit fan, if I'm a football fan, we know how good Detroit has been. But now all of a sudden, and yes, running game is there, right? Jameer Gibbs. David Montgomery, like one of the best running attacks in football, great offensive line. The defense is there as well. But when I think something to prove, I think somebody who has a chip on their shoulder, and I feel like though it may not be said out loud, I feel like Jared Goff may have that just based off of maybe not him saying it, but his teammates saying, hey, man, we got your back. They threw you away. We'll take you, and we'll win with you. That's why I think it's Jared Goff. Hmm. Sam, I want, I want you to touch on a little bit because when you look at this Detroit Lions football team and how they're able to make history in their own ways, right? And and I look at it from from the standpoint of they have a ton of coaches that, that have been there and done it. But it's also an opportunity to have the city of Detroit in the palm of your hands by getting another victory. Do you think and believe that these players, they're fiending for another victory versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they understand and see what the city is like and what it means traditional-wise? I think there is some some sentiment and some truth to that, to players playing for a city. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was playing with the Bears. I don't, I don't remember what year it was. It was 17 or 18, but when the Chicago Cubs ended their drought, maybe it was 2016, ended their like 100-whatever-year drought. I got a couple friends who 
play, played with the Cubs who were on that team, helping lead that team, like it meant something to the city to see everybody flying the W. It meant something to the, to the players. Right. So, I mean, even to me, as an athlete in the Chicagoland area, like seeing that W, the, th- the thing that they would have outside of their windows, mm-hmm. at sports bars, at restaurants, on people's cars. And so, like, that's for a city like Chicago, which is a, a sports town. Detroit, I feel like, is in that way as well. People talk about Detroit, basketball, mm-hmm. right? Like, Detroit right. has that same kind of – I don't know if the fire is probably not the right word, but that toughness, that grit. Like, I know a, a bunch of guys, and Harry, you probably do too, played in the league or coached in the league, and ask them where they're from. If they're from Detroit, like, that's a big deal. It's like, man, I'm from Detroit, man. Like, I'm from the D. Like, people mm-hmm. – like, there's, there's, a, there's like an earthiness, a weightiness to that. And I think players – can take that type of identity. And so I do think there is a sentiment for Detroit, but I also think there's a sentiment for Tampa Bay. Remember, I played for uh, Todd Bowles for, in Tampa Bay my last year in the league. I, he was my defensive coordinator. I played for him in, in, when I was in Arizona as well. Todd Bowles, uh, in a lot of ways, like is very consistent, very um, obviously highly, highly intelligent, but he understands what's at stake as well. He wants to go and win himself one as a head coach as well. And so the great thing about Tampa is that they know what to expect. They know that it's going to be a, like Detroit's going to start fast, right? And that's what Todd Bowles said. He wanted his, his interview recently. He said, man, we got to weather the storm, right? And understand they're going to start. Then we have to be able to respond and react to their quick start because we know all that energy and passion and excitement is going to come out early for Detroit. Great stuff by Sam Acho, ESPN football analyst. Great follow on Twitter, the Sam Acho, joining Freddie Coleman and Harry Douglas on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. The game of the weekend, of course, is Buffalo at home versus versus Kansas City. Excuse me. First time that Patrick Holmes is playing a road game in his playoff career on the road in terms of the playoffs. Which quarterback is under the most pressure to win that game? Is it Josh Allen finally getting him at home or Patrick Holmes finally playing a game on the road in the playoffs? Man, I think it's Josh Allen. It's not even – it's not even finally getting it at home. It's Josh Allen finding, finally getting Mahomes in the playoffs. Like, that's been, that's been the issue, right? The reason Mahomes is going to these Super Bowls and winning, they're oftentimes they're getting past Buffalo. Even, even when Josh Allen plays great, like, that's the thing. And so I think it's Josh Allen because – so, okay, one of the last team I played for was the, uh, was the uh, Buccaneers. The penultimate team that I played for, the second to last team I played for was the Buffalo Bills. So 2019, my last season right before COVID, I actually spent training camp with Buffalo Bill, with Buffalo, with Josh Allen, all these guys. Like, and remember for a while, and here you'll understand this because you were playing during that period, it was a Patriots division. Like that's yeah. what it was, period. And then so there was this thing that you would see in the locker room. They would have everywhere in the building. It said, hey, man, we want to be a playoff caliber team. That's what it was. It said playoff caliber everywhere. And I think that's a great mantra and rallying cry because, man, if, if you got Tom Brady and – and then win the division every year, we have to find a way to just make the playoffs, make the dance. Well, the issue is Buffalo has now become that. They are now a playoff-caliber team. Now, I haven't been in the facility in however many, three years since I played, mm-hmm. um, but I wonder if that's changed, right? You go from playoff-caliber to now it's Super Bowl-caliber. Maybe it's championship-caliber. Maybe it's, like, championship-winning-caliber. That's what needs to happen. And so, for me, I think Buffalo – being at home, Josh Allen, being at home, it's not just him, as you know, right? It's the run game. It's James Cook. It's the receivers. It's the defense, right? The defense, when they played in week 14, Kansas City, when they played Kansas City, defense really stuck up, especially early. They were harassing Patrick Mahomes. AJ Finesse had a pick early in that game from a tipped pass. So, like, it's not going to be only Josh Allen, um, but that city, that fan base, like, you want to talk about passion. I didn't know until I got there. A lot of people made it, maybe not realize it. 
that's one of the most passionate fan bases in the NFL, point blank, period. And people talk about it, but until you experience it, um, you don't understand how, how much of a different animal it is. Last one before we let you go, the young buck, the rookie, C.J. Stroud. What should we expect from him, and can the Texans' defense hold up against Lamar Jackson in that high-powered offense that they have now? So, Harry, I'm going to tell a story, and um, you may have actually been here for this story, maybe not. So two years ago at the Heisman, this is C.J. Stroud's related story. I was at the Heisman ceremony two years ago, and long story short, C.J. lost um, second year in a row, back-to-back losses, and – the cool thing about that part was, of course, you want to win all these things. He's with his mom, I believe his sister, and he wanted to take a picture with the, like, they have this huge, like, I don't know, like 20-foot tall, like, well, I don't know, like, trophy-looking thing of the Heisman. And the ceremony was over. He wanted to take a picture. And they were, some people were trying to, like, rush him out of there or get on the bus or the Uber or whatever needed to go to wherever needed to go. Like, they were just, everybody was leaving. But he wanted to accept that moment. It was a big moment. And they were like, hey, we got to go there. And finally, they were almost, like, seeming, like, a little bit disrespectful. And he was like, hey, you, you know what, guys? Don't worry about it. Y'all go. I'm going to stay with my mom and my family. I'll catch an Uber. You're good. For me, that was a big moment that showed a lot of, what, maturity. Hmm. Right? You just lost one of the – for back-to-back, a championship that uh, – a trophy that you wanted to win. Obviously, back-to-back losses to Michigan as well as a starting quarterback for Ohio State. Then instead of getting upset or angry, there's a sense of humility, but also a sense of power. For me, I, I, you know – Go, go, you know, there's a, a, a saying, a verse of the Bible talks about, like, pride comes before the fall, but humility comes before honor. Therefore, humble yourself before the Lord, and he'll exalt you. Like, there's a sense of humility with C.J. Stroud that I saw then. Fast forward to the draft. He doesn't go one overall. He goes second. This, this same chip is building and building. So, for me, when I watch C.J. Stroud play, and when I, knowing him the little that I know, we just connected for a bit at, that, at, that, at the Heisman, I'm like, dude, this dude is a humble beast. And you see it on the field. You see him like you're a receiver. You know, sometimes it's about a millisecond longer that you need to maybe get a little bit more open. C.J. Stroud, six foot three, dude is tall, big, strong, over 200 pounds, will stand in the pocket for an extra tick, an extra second, and accept hits and then get the ball to his receivers. Guys like Nico Collins, big play last week, right? You saw Mechie have a big catch. That's what makes him different, in my opinion. It's his willingness to accept contact as a quarterback and almost invite the defense to come to him so that he can get that extra millisecond, tenth of a second, extra frame to get the ball to his weapons. And so for me, I expect more of that. Now, obviously, um, Baltimore has has an unbelievable defense, but I expect that kind of leadership and also guys stepping up around him. When you have a humble beast, a humble leader like that at quarterback, bro, the sky's the limit. Mm -hmm. The sky's the limit. Talent and humility, I I think it pays. And that scripture you're talking about, James 4.10, is one I live by every single day, bro. So I know exactly what you mean when you brought it up. Let the yes. church say and, amen, And to your amen. point, bro, I know we got to go. I know we got to go. But Harry, Harry, like, you're on. Obviously, you got this. You, you do this. You do podcasts. But, bro, you're doing first take. Stephen A., you're out on site, at the field. You're doing all the things, right? Are you bigger, faster, stronger as a player? Better? No, but you're humble, bro. You work. You grind. Like, all hard work leads to profit. Mere top is only to poverty. So, like, all this, all this. Like, people wonder, oh, what's the secret to success? Bro, yes, it's a favor of God, but also it's that work. It's that grind. It's, yes, that, right. it's, it's, it's that. And you have that. And, and, and uh, Freddie does as well. And so I think sometimes, like, with guys like CJ, where it's like, oh, I didn't know. It's like, yeah, dude, like, there's a chip on his shoulder. This dude's a follower of Jesus. He says it after every interview, like, loves God. So there's, like, favor. Even Demico Ryan said, man, I think there's, like, some favor on our team. <laughs> but also this dude grinds. This dude does the little things. And that's why I'm excited about, sure, this season – but also this team's future because I, you know, 
uh, my brother played with D'Amico Ryan. D'Amico right. was co- when, when he was a Philly. D'Amico was coaching as a player, head coach of the uh, Texans. As a linebacker, he was low-key the coach. So, like, this is nothing new to him. You know what I'm saying? So we're all surprised he's not. Nor is CJ. Yeah, no doubt about that. Sam, great stuff, my friend. Enjoy the divisional playoff week, and we'll talk to you soon. And thanks for joining us with Freddie and Harry, my man. Awesome. Thank you. Sam Otto, ESPN Football. Al's joining me and Harry Dogs here on Freddie and Harry. And we're going to do everything we can to make sure that when Monday morning rolls around, you have more money in your pocket. A little hit that number. NFL props over and under if you keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Cohen. Together in the Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio each and every Friday before NFL Saturday and Sunday. We're here to make sure you have more money in your pocket by the time Monday rolls around. You know it better. Hit that number. NFL props over and under. We braid in the pride of St. Bonaventure University in Ole, New York. That is Devin Kane. He throws the numbers at us, and we'll tell you exactly where we stand and hit that number on Freddie and Harry. All right, HD, you're up first. Lamar Jackson, over under, one and a half passing touchdowns, and these, these bets are all courtesy of ESPN bet. Yeah, I'm going to go over. I just love Zay Flowers as a wide receiver. I love Isaiah Likely, Odell Beckham Jr. Those guys are going to be involved in this in this game. Yeah. And you look at a young corner in Derek Stingley Jr., although he's a really good young corner, I want to see that matchup again between him and Odell Beckham Jr. But they got some playmakers on the Baltimore Ravens side. Lamar Jackson over. Yeah, I'll take him. He's going to get three touchdown passes. I think he can do that, maybe even one touchdown rushing. But, yeah, Lamar Jackson, that's over that number of a, a yard of a one and a half passing touchdowns on Saturday. All right, Freddie, 49ers taking on the Packers. Brock Purdy's over-under for passing yards is set at 263.5. He's going over or under? He's going under because the running game is going to be effective because unlike the Dallas Cowboys, the 49ers are going to run that football. If Brock Purdy has over 263 passing yards, then that's troublesome for the San Francisco 49ers. No more than 250 with that running game. That'll be just about right. I'll take the under in that one. Uh, I'm going to go under as well. I think that run game is going to be very valuable for Kyle Shanahan and company. So Brock Purdy is not going to need to pass the football that much, especially for over 263 and a half yards. So I'm going under. All right, HD, this is the second highest point total of the weekend. Buccaneers lines is 49 and a half total points. Are we going over or under here? Ooh. Yeah, I'm going over. Um, number one, you look at Todd Bowles and the fact that he's going to blitz. I think that's going to play in favor for the Detroit Lions and Jared Goff if they're able to hit some home runs. Okay. But then you look at the opposing side, the Detroit Lions in their secondary and how they allow so many pass yards per game. And I think Baker Mayfield and those receivers are going to be able to score as well. Yeah, that's going to be over. This is all the makings of an old-school arena football league game. I can see the winner in this game getting like 31 to 35 points or loser getting 24 to 28, so I'm with you. I'm taking it over on that one. All right, Freddie. Josh Allen's interception total is .5, so to throw an interception or not, over, under. He's throwing the pick. I don't know if it'll cost them, but yeah. I, and he got away with being pickless last Monday. He'll throw a pick on, on Sunday night. Yeah, I'll take that over in terms of one for Josh Allen. Yeah, I'm... I don't want to do this to Josh, but the proof is in the pudding. He's been known to turn the football over at times, so uh, I'm going over. All right, last one, HD. Patrick Mahomes, one and a half passing touchdowns over under. I'm going over. I'm going over. Why? Because he's Patrick Mahomes, and people better stop playing with his name. Put some respect with a K on his name, like Birdman says. Let him keep playing with his name. 
because all they're doing is making him even more and more motivated. Oh, that wide receiver group is still a problem. He's not going to be able to go on the road and win a playoff game. Those Buffalo Bills fans are going to be ready for him. Yeah, he's getting that over. He's going to get at least two touchdown passes. The running game is definitely going to help, in my opinion. Buffalo banged up on that side of the football. So, yeah, I'm with you, Harry Dogs. And people fail to realize that. The more you keep talking about a guy that can't do it, he has shown that he can overcome. Many people did not think they were going to win last year, the AFC and get the Super Bowl, and he was able to lead that team on one leg. You're only going to make Patrick Mahomes stronger when you say those things about him. NFL Divisional Weekend kicks off on Saturday as the Baltimore Ravens host the Houston Texans. That game beginning at 4.30 Eastern time on ESPN, ABC, and ESPN+. A new coach in Las Vegas and Bill Belichick in Atlanta? That's next. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.